Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Kiss and Tell Networks has collaborated with our new co-producers, Reverie, and we have a special gift for you guys. When you download the Reverie app on iTunes, Android, or whatever media stream you use, use the code KAT2017 to get 10% off your first three months. That is 10% off. So grab your favorite streaming device and make sure that you turn in every Friday for Kiss and Tell Radio. Now let's get the show started. My name is Erin and she talks... This is Kiss and Tell Radio. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi How's it going? Good morning. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Are you guys liking this weekly action? We got a lot of tweets. Yes, I am. I am liking weekly. Because it's it's something about the bi-weekly that was kind of draining. This is almost like a resurgence of energy for me. Yeah, it keeps it fresh. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're rehashing old shit right mm-hmm. not that we were before but it just it, it keeps me on my toes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. In a, like twice a month is not that much so you have to nourish the right, listeners right right yes. you gotta give the audience what you they gotta, want mm-hmm. kissing and telling all day long <laughs> how was the week um i've had a pretty you've pretty, had a kick-ass week i've had a mm-hmm. pretty round of applause <laughs> for kendall <laughs> I don't do know tell. If, Give if us more. Gonna, your your he, arm is he, free. He has an announcement, but I don't know if he's going to tell us on air. He may tell you all on Twitter. Are you or even about, if you um, want to show it. I mean, Serena's wanna... um, your new cousin? No, it's no, not it's, at all. It's big. It's pretty big. Mm. It's big. But I'll just start with, I got a new car. Yes. So. yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Have you named the car yet? No, I haven't. I've never named the car. This is my what? second car that I've owned. Are you kidding? The whole uh, point of having I a know, car is to give it a I nickname. Know, that's not, I'm so Mine was Carmen the Carmel Camry. Mm, I, had, <laughs> I had Visa, and then I had Bay. I only had one. Oh, and then I had Wheezy. I remember. I had Bay. a little beater. It was a like, it was a lemon. Like Wheezy, like Wheezy, like, or like the rapper. Yes, like the Jefferson. Oh, like Je- like Louise. I, I love Louise. George. Jefferson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wheezy. Um, Wheezy. Okay. Baby. Well, maybe maybe we can get some of the listeners to tweet me some potential names. I'll put up a picture. It's cocaine white car. Yes. With, oh my god. With a with a bobe with a bobeige with a beige interior. Mm-hmm. Beige um, and black. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beige interior, black trim. Mm-hmm. Cocaine white car. Beige with a sun. Roof with a sun. Oh, oh yes. Gosh. Oh yes. Um, is it leather too? It is. Oh yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you have to step your game. Oh, yes. I did. Kendall I has did. stepped into a new season, and I am I am here for I it. I did, and then what I'll share off air with you, Jace. Uh, okay. Bring all the boys um, to the yard. I yeah. screamed and I, I, at the top of my lungs last <laughs> night when Kendall called me. <laughs> I went to my Oprah. I said the writers' room. <laughs> if you follow Oprah on Instagram, then you get that joke. I um. Yeah, and I finished graduate school next week. I know. Hallelujah. It's a huge It's just really... It's no just more of really... that damn Pepperdine traffic. No more. You have your hand back. I do. I, it's, been a, it's been a good... Like, 2017 started a little rocky for me. Yes. But Testify. I'm here. Come I'm on. Here. Come on in the room. I came through. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Even though you sound like you're through. in Bikini Bottom right now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You sound like you're with Patrick and SpongeBob yeah, and Squidward. You know, this congestion really sneaks up on me. And I Did don't you take a Sudafed? No, it's of it's course coffee. it's coffee. <laughs> All Kendall runs on is caffeine and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Ca- caffeine and and wine. When you but say alcohol, shell. it makes me sound top shelf. Top shelf, it makes a difference. You still look like uh, The Walking <laughs> Dead season two, bitch. What about you, Shar? How's how's life? Um, you, you know, look good. Li- 
Thank you. You say that as if that's like a new concept. I mean, can I'm I take joking. a compliment? Thank um, you. No, life uh, is, is, life is kind of cute right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had such a great time. I spent Easter with Tracy Toms. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She starred in The Devil Wears Prada. She was the black woman on Rent. The, oh. the DVD, you know. Measure your life in love. I'm not going to try to was hit the Was that the note. karaoke thing you were at? Yes. I yeah. spent Easter with her at her house. It was freaking amazing. There were a few other actors and actresses there who, uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but I can tell you what they were in. There were some Reno 911 people there, not Niecy Nash, I know her, but there were some Reno 911 people there and some, some movie folks. So it was a nice little networking event. Everybody was asked, you know, everyone was an actor and actress whether it be Broadway or Hollywood. And I'm like, listen, I just talk about you all. Like, right, you know, right, like, right. this is what I do. Um, so on the cat radio. all of the food was great. Like it was a whole smorgasbord. They even had crab, macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, every, everything was just good. It was a good time. I laughed a lot. I drank a lot. Um, and we had fun with karaoke and her house is beautiful. And shout out to her for, for allowing me to share space with her on such a nice day. So that's really what I've, I mean, aside from Easter, um, I've just been living. <laughs> Amen. Oh, living the good life? Uh, yeah, I mean, things have been kind of sweet. There's been, um, okay. there might be. Uh, a, a what? <laughs> a what? Shars over here. Are you glowing? Is that what that is? Stumbling. <laughs> and now, now there's one thing about the professional journalist Shar that I know. <laughs> And stuttering isn't a part of what she does. And so, listeners, Shar is Char over here, cross arms, yeah. <laughs> giggly as hell. What is it? She's falling out of her chair. What is? Shut up. Okay. So, Wait. Uh, so do tell. Uh, no, I'm not, I, I'm not going to speak prematurely, but you know, I've just been having some fun. Are you kissing? So you don't have to tell. Uh, um, yeah, I've been doing some kissing. Um, I've been having some fun. You know. Okay. You know. Okay. Someone knocked, I answered, and I'm I, right now I'm glad that I answered. Now, next week, now, I may be reporting. Now, remember, at the end of December, going into the new year, mm-hmm. one of your goals was to be more receptive to yes. male company. Yes. So, as your friends and fellow co-hosts, <laughs> I'm happy for you. This, was, for un- you this was an unintentional manifesto, though, because I yeah. was just minding my yeah. black ass. But that's the point of being open. That's how it usually goes. That's the point of being open. You're not going necessarily looking for anything. Yeah. Open is different than looking. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see how this one goes. Um... Yep. So I just want to leave <laughs> it at that. Leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You need to cut it. <laughs> what um, about you? How are you, Jace? I'm good. My Resurrection Sunday, because I was corrected. You know, Black Mothers in Church. It is Resurrection Sunday, not Easter. Well, that's a new thing, because when we were growing up, it was all Easter. For me, it was oh, all no. Easter. It was always Resurrection Sunday for me. For, were I'm, you, a, you I'm were, a PK. Remember? Right, yeah. Baptist Church. I mean, I was raised in the Baptist Church, too, but they said Easter. No, I've never heard of Resurrection. I mean, I've you never heard, heard of Resurrection, Resurrection Sunday. Sunday? I, I feel like that's new now because that. people are doing their research and they know that Easter is like pagan and it was the worship, allegedly, I'm not speaking fact, <laughs> but it was allegedly the worship of Ishtar or something like that. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, but to me, it, it represents a, 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 a solstice of the spring. It just means a rebirth. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say however you code it, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. I, don't I, think, I, I just think the church is trying to get away from actually East saying Easter because it's associated with chocolate bunnies and eggs. Right, and finding money and eggs. But, I like, <laughs> but anyways, it was good. I spent it with family. I've been kind of really like family oriented lately you know, okay. it's, it's cool I um and it's weird because my one of my brother's childhood friends 
has a son. I don't know if you guys saw my uh, Insta snap story. Yes. yes. But he is the cutest thing. And the fact that someone I was babysitting years ago has a son now is kind of frightening. Crazy. Um, but yeah, it was really chill. Life I was with comes my family at you fast, at Jace. Fast. You know, 30s coming. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I had lots of barbecue, um, drank wine, drank, drank all this. So it was, yeah. it was good. It was cute. Um, it was very family oriented. I actually missed um, the launch party. I, you guys know I write on the site, and I wrote um, two articles about um, Octavius and Jamal, the stylist that got married on oh, the yes, Grammys, the yes, couple, yes, gay yes, couple. Yes. Yeah, so they got married where? Oh, on the okay. Grammys. At the, when Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah married them. Yeah, she officiated it. And so I wrote an article about them. I also wrote an article about um, <coughs> about uh, Chandy Moore. Who was on IMK? Yes. So those both came out this weekend. The launch party was on Easter that night, so I actually missed it. But oh, I saw all the over photos. at Rage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At the Rage, shout to um, people were at Rage Bash on Easter LA. night. Mm-hmm. They had the whole launch party there. I was asleep. <laughs> Resurrecting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it was really good. It's been a really good week. I feel good. <laughs> I'm I have, I'm in a really good mood. I have my coffee right here. Right. This one's a little bit potent. The ones they made here at Ruby Studio. Um, I think someone. A little extra in it, but it's good. Life is That's how coffee is supposed to be. Nice, it's supposed to be, nice but like bite. good coffee, not like Folgers. Got it. Yes, you know? yes. I can't drink hot coffee. I have the box. All of my coffee has to be iced. No, that makes me nauseous. And hot coffee sends me to the restroom. <laughs> Ooh. Hot coffee gets it does. It'll put. Yeah. Coffee is a laxative, but. Hot coffee puts my, my stomach, stomach in cartwheels, and yeah. I'm like, no, ma'am. It used to be that for me. I had to train myself. Well, clearly, mm-hmm. you yeah. I mean, it, it gets me through. Train your bowels. I mean, now, if that's you want to be necessarily what he's saying. Thank you. I mean, that's a question. It was that's a question mark at the end of that statement. <laughs> I don't talk about those things. Um, <laughs> how many, roughly, how many times a day do you poop? <laughs> <laughs> at least once. Okay. I would, but not. usually twice. Okay. What about you, Char? Um, you know, I don't know. It, it varies. I it, like but if I don't go, like, I know people that are like, they go two, three days. And I'm like, that's two, not three days? healthy. No, you're actually supposed to you ain't every time you have a meal. That's what you're supposed to do health-wise. Yeah. But, like, I got time to be in public restrooms where, like, flies know. and, like, no, I don't do public you know, glory holes be on the wall. If I don't have to. Nope. But, yeah. You know, you got to stay regular and active. It's good. Two, three days. You're not drinking enough water, honey. Yeah, no. Put some olive oil in that diet or something. Some fiber. Right. Some WD-40. Loosen it up. Some beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, chicken, turkey. So, Kendall, do you have our LGBT corner this episode? I do. I do. I do. I get to finally have my week. Um so I want to highlight a uh, transgender activist named Ruby Corrado. Mm. Um, she's currently resides in Washington, D.C. Um, and she currently, she's known as Mama Ruby to, okay. to the fellow um, LGBTQ youth that she works with um, in the District of Columbia, our nation's capital. Mm. Uh, she's from El Salvador and um, lived her life for a period of time there as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and her father felt like she was in danger. Um, mm. uh, she so probably he, was, yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> he got her to the U.S. somehow with uh, some mm-hmm. illegal activity. Um, and she now has opened up a uh, 
house for LGBT youth. That's nice. Um, and she, she talks about, so NBC News did an article highlighting her and what she's been doing there um, for some of the most vulnerable youth in our population. And so I spent, I, I lived in D.C. for about six months after mm-hmm. undergrad. Um, and <clears throat> and the homeless population there is is significant, especially, really? for, especially for the small mm-hmm. radius that D.C. Right. is. DC, DC is about 13 big. miles wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that. D.C. is small. Most people so, live in Virginia and um, right. Maryland. Well, I know. That's why I call it the DMV right, area. The DMV area. But when I got to D.C., I was I was surprised by the by the amount of, of homelessness homeless, um, homelessness around the around the area. But I was told that that right before I had gotten there, a halfway house had actually been closed down, mm. and people were simply displaced. They had nowhere to go, mm-hmm. so they became um, homeless. So, yeah, she uh, she's been here since the nineteen eighties. And uh, she's she's gone through several transitions, including her gender reassignment. Um, and now she recognizes herself as a woman. And she's she's really just paved the way for a lot of not only transgender youth, but uh, just LGBT. Just LGBT. And Come on, Mama Ruby. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like that's a rite of passage because in Chicago we had um, this woman named Mama Gloria. who Really? Yeah, it was from. So, you know, I personally... I want to be auntie. I feel like auntie Char. Yeah. When I when I reach a particular age, sounds better than Mama Char. Auntie Char. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So she opened up um, Casa Ruby, is what it's called, in 2012. So the House of Ruby. Yeah. After <laughs> after her her boyfriend um, had beaten her so severely, oh my she, um, she got a bit, she got a disability check for about $12,000 after mm. um, some time of, of going through the, that court battle, and she took that money to invest and, and started with wow. Casa Ruby. That, so, that's big of her, because so that money could have went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And and based on all that she's been through, it could have easily been yeah. something to c- completely revolve Giving around back. her. Right. Giving back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philanthropic. So your seed. Yeah. Shout out Mama Ruby. And, and besides homelessness, D.C. has a huge LGBT population oh, as I've well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chocolate City. So, yeah, shout I've out to, to Mama Ruby. I'm going to look yeah. her up. Yeah, she's I like dope. her already. Yeah, me too. She's dope. I'll post the article for everyone to see. On Thank you. what platform? All of them. Twitter. Twitter. Okay. By the way, did you all see uh, the picture that I posted last week to coincide with my anniversary? I did. I told. Okay, if you I guys, I didn't. Everyone did thought that you were engaged. I know. But everyone you were engaged. thought. Yeah, because of the, of the way she that held I, her her hands. I was. I did four like and this. And then she had this had ring rings on. on. Yeah, and people and thought I had. I saw some comments, and I. I mean, I knew what <laughs> Shara was celebrating, so I didn't think that. But I was laughing because I was like, if you open up your Instagram and it you does, see this, I'm like, Shar is over here. Fooling the girl. It looks oh, like, but I that's why you talking about the picture. That's why reading is imperative. No, 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 no. This is a picture that I did on my actual directly, four year. directly it. after we left right. recording. Yes. But when the, had your lemon drop martini. Yes, <laughs> but the picture of me uh, being a chunky monkey. Yeah. If you search the KAT radio hashtag, you'll see. Yes, I not posted a that. Monkey. And I also did you all get, ever get around to uh, watching the Love Is Blind video that I tweeted you? I with? did. Did you watch it? I really. Did. Yeah, and uh, I didn't did watch it. Did it rip your heart in shreds? It did, and actually I finished. Uh, I know Kendall ass did. I know. Um, I actually watched Big Little Lies. I finished the season finally. I had like two more episodes to go, and like 
it was well we'll talk about this later when you go into your yeah topic. i still haven't watched it it's but really good sure i know kendall i'm in the middle of watching <laughs> meredith gray navigate her life i have two more seasons i have to join two more you. that's like what 13 seasons it's, i'm on season 11 right now on my netflix binge I'm oh yeah i'm gonna have to join you shy yes in, in binging binging gray yeah yes you, yes you are <laughs> that should make yes, me cry i still watch that with my ex Oh, goodness. So I'm going to jump into my topic. And my topic is kind of a heavy one. Um, We all had great Easter holidays, but someone did not. And that someone goes by the name of Robert Godwin Sr. He's a 74-year-old black man in Cleveland who was minding his business, walking home after having Easter dinner um, or picking up something. And he was gunned down randomly in cold blood shot in the head execution style Exe- like literally without warning by a man uh of the name his name is steve stevens, steve stevens. Mm-hmm. yes so um on facebook live right this was on facebook live and so no. what prompted no no uh facebook contends that, that it was it was it was posted to facebook it was not. Oh, a, so it was not a live stream. Okay. Origin, uh, the original the reports that we saw throughout the day on yeah, Easter said yeah. Facebook Live, mm-hmm. but he recorded it and uploaded mm. it, and Facebook took it down hours later. Okay, it. well, it was still up yes. by the time I had gotten yes. home, and I <clears> thought that it was in such poor taste. So, so many people lack tact when it comes to certain things, and I just feel, first of all, I, I, I was already on edge because my sisters, who are in New York, they went to uh, one of the beaches up there, and they text, my mom was in Vegas, I was, of course, here, and they text our group chat to tell us that they were okay. And we're like, what? And I guess they said there were like like a few shootings by the beach or whatever, and they're okay and headed home. And so then for me, I was unplugged from the internet most of Easter yeah. because I was having the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when I, by the time I had gotten home, I was on Facebook and I saw that people were talking about it, and then it came across my page and that damned autoplay. Mm-hmm. When I saw this, even thinking about this now, is it, it's just gut-wrenching. And I feel that it is important that we elevate conversations about mental health within the black community. Yeah. We cannot keep, and I made a Facebook status about this and I was challenged on it by a few people. But my argument is that prayer is nice, prayer works, Yes, but so do psychiatrists. Like, mm-hmm. people are here for a reason, and I feel like the stigma attached to mental health with black men in particular is one that I literally, I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. I just can't wrap yeah, my yeah. head around. And uh, as someone like myself who has battled, you know, bouts of depression, I feel like we all have, but I, I you know, I've been pretty, pretty, pretty low Sometimes, and uh, I know that I need it more than a pep talk. Mm-hmm. I know that I need mm-hmm. it more than right. prayer. Like I said, these things are nice. I need, yeah, they're a nice addition, I mean, but because from from the time that I went to church and and what I remember of the scripture, don't ask me to quote it, mm-hmm. but I believe that that having faith. In, faith in, without action, with action, faith, sorry, faith, faith without, without works, works is, is dead. dead basically, and, right. and so 
the argument that all I have to do is sit on my ass and ask God to pray for it, for it, and all all will be healed is ridiculous to me, mm-hmm. well, and it's people, misleading. Well, people did provide good examples because this sparked a huge debate on my Facebook, and people are like, "If you're trying to lose weight, are you sitting around praying that you lose weight? Right. Or are you taking active steps? Hello, to shed the pounds." Mm-hmm. But then also, people uh, were arguing that we can't keep rushing to this mental health. Thing, uh, when every time there's a shooting because that gives people an excuse. And my, my argument with that is I am not by any means excusing that man's actions. But what I'm saying with this particular case and these certain components, something had to have been off. You don't walk up to a, a random old man and ask him to state your ex-girlfriend's name and pull the trigger and blow his brains out on a sidewalk. No one in there without a tick is even considering something like that. Yeah, um, I think also something to consider with that is how the world perceives, you know, mental. If you look at different cases with, you know, white men, like Columbine shooting and all the things that happen, who where there's a white person that had a mass shooting, oh, he's mentally ill. But well, when there's a black person, it's usually like, oh, he's just being black. Well, a big part of of news is is media framing. So we wouldn't. The, the the good thing about social media is that there was no gatekeeper, there was no NBC, mm-hmm. there was no, no nothing that no got filter. this information to Black me. We saw I saw raw. it. I saw it raw. So there was no opportunity <clears throat> for l- what actually happened later, where a lot of outlets were saying Black Lives Matter activists, yes, Steve Stevens, they were attaching mm-hmm. him to his fraternity, right. right, and things like that. And so I, it's funny, Shar, that you you bring up the idea that nobody wakes up like that because mm-hmm. I had this conversation. This is the lead topic on Conversate this week. Oh, really? And um, Mark- You all talked about this same topic? We did. Oh, we okay. Did. I didn't get a chance to listen. Um, yeah, just dropped this morning. But Come on, drop. <laughs> um, Martin had all, I, almost verbatim of nobody wakes up that dark. Mm-hmm. Nobody is born that dark. And there is something that happens along the way of your life. Well, he had he did have certain components though, because from what I was reading, uh, his ex girlfriend Joy Lane um, said that they had recently broken up and they were pursuing a friendship. But they had gotten so far in their relationship that that they went engagement ring shopping. This man, I can't remember if he was fired or if he quit, but. Either way, he was without a job. He was considering moving the state, and he was battling a gambling problem. Mm. So it seemed like his life was just head first, nosedive, spiraling out of control. It was just watching that unfold. It was unfathomable, and it's and it's hard to believe that that this is the culture that we're in now. Even with the Fresno shooting, like that just happened, three people mm-hmm. were gunned down yesterday morning. It also makes me. As someone who walks a lot, because I do not have a car. I enjoy walking, though, too. California has ideal weather in the mornings to walk. (laughs) And just to think, you know, what what really got to me was thinking about it from uh, the victim's point of view. You are in the sunset of your life, 74 years old. And what kills me about it is... You never know how you're going to go. You don't. Mm-hmm. You and don't. to be 74, minding your business on Easter, coming back from having a meal, his son taking said, a stroll. His son said that he, he, used to, he used to go around the neighborhood and get cans, right? 
I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I didn't read that part. I think that's what he. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that was the part. Not, not that that has anything to do with, but but to see, think that that was his frame of mind. Some, right. some an activity that he's probably done for walking in your neighborhood. Right. This is right. right. He's. And a, what I is know that a lot of people, be your safe space. Right. A lot of people that do. Uh, I'm not saying that he was in a bad area, but this is also reminiscent of the Jennifer Hudson family massacre, uh. with her trying to allegedly trying to remove her mom and her brother out of that situation but people those are their neighborhoods so that right. no matter which way it goes if it gets bad or if it's that's that's what they're what they feel that's is home. home and yeah and what i what i've also said is that i, I know tough neighborhoods are are everywhere yes but there's a there's a level of reverence that i think we we tend to have as as americans for elders mm-hmm. and so for for you this, would think you would think, because back in Chicago, the code of the street was you didn't mess with people's mamas, right. mm-hmm. even gang retaliation. That's what I'm, that's we're exactly not shooting what your I'm grandmother. Saying. That's we may exactly get your cousin, but we're not shooting your grandmother. I've seen it. I've seen it throughout South LA. I've seen it in 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 the, in the toughest areas of, of New York. That is a code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, even not within, anymore. <laughs> not in no. Chicago anymore. Anybody can get yeah, it. Really? Yeah. And Anybody. I, and, and so to go back to your original point of mental health, what? What can we do? I mean, I f- personally, I, I feel that millennials are getting away from that stigma. I feel oh, like for sure. I feel like millennials are raising the vibration of the conversation of look, I don't feel good, and this is why. Like you cannot, and there's there's something almost dismissive about just pray about it. Absolutely, it's very dismissive mm-hmm. and almost inflammatory. Absolutely, it could be a trigger for Absolutely. some people. Um, um, and I know that I even had this conversation with my mother when I was going through something earlier this year. And she, I mean, I know that she felt in regard that, you know, with me being an adult, there's only so much she could, and we're not next to each other. Like she's all the way in Chicago, but it, it came to a point where I would stop calling her because this isn't going anywhere. Like, yes, she would be offering an encouraging word, but she's doing what she, Sometimes what she you need can. professional help. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind and mo- of- a lot of the times people do, and I'm not saying pop in prescriptions. I'm saying people need trained people to talk to. Right. Professional people fine. to talk to. I actually did um, an interview last week on Do Tell Podcast, and she was kind of talking about, like, you know, the rape story. And even last week's episode, when we were talking about, you know, domestic, domestic abuse, violence. domestic mm-hmm. violence, and I watched um, Big Little Lies, great show. But some of those scenes I was watching in the show were just triggering. triggering. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I kind of started thinking back to things that have happened in my life. And not to say, like, I've had this horrible, like, life at all. That's not what I'm, I'm very blessed. I know that. Um, but there's some things that have happened that I don't know if I'm, like, suppressing right. what I've all been through. Are, or right. I'm it's actually not, okay. Right. Or, like, it comes cope. out at the wrong time. And so Yeah, and I even tweeted. You know, I tweeted, um, you know, I think, I think I'm going to go see a therapist. And then I when I was too. on the podcast at Do Tell, she was kind of asking me, you know, how I kind of got over certain things. And I was just like, you know what? Me, the therapy I went to um, back in 2015 wasn't necessarily beneficial. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I took the steps to go mm-hmm. and take control of my own mental health was beneficial enough for me. Yeah. But uh, And it should be acknowledged that sometimes people, I know me, I can even peel myself out of bed some mornings. So it, it, it's one thing to be in a frame of mind where I'm going to take initiative to go help, and it's another where, like, there's different levels of when you go through things. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. It's like going to the gym for the first time. Like, I've been sitting about, I want to go to the gym, I want to go to the gym. And then when you actually do it, even though yeah. you may not be losing pounds, like, as you see it, 
you going to the gym. Or some people better. get up it's every that. morning and go, right. and others can't get, get yeah. peel themselves yeah. out of bed. Right. <laughs> what right. I what I want to challenge you with, Char, or just the other side of the coin in terms of millennials um, changing or or changing the conversation about about the mental health stigma, mm-hmm. um, I guess in the black community specifically, is that sometimes I fear that because we are such a social media driven, I wouldn't know some, it, five, 10 years ago, I wouldn't know somebody's going to therapy mm-hmm. unless they personally told me face to face or on the phone. five, 10 years ago. Right. Now we're seeing things, and this is no shade to you, Jace, or, or anybody else, but now we're seeing things where people will make an announcement where I, I think I need to go to therapy or I mm-hmm. think I'm going mm-hmm. to go to therapy. And so much, and I know my my social media, Twitter, is is what I want people to see. It is it is a curation mm-hmm. of my identity. Um, it's not my everyday, all day lived experience. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if some of these things are performative and it's still in I a... I believe so. And it's still not healthy in terms... Because... When I saw Kid, after Kid Cudi went through, uh, what, whatever that right, was, and yeah. had his moment and, and told mm-hmm. everyone like, "Give me a second, I'm checking myself in," and mm-hmm. then Drake attacked, and him. then Drake made his his sly comment, and then here he comes, and then here he comes, and yeah. it's like, what rehab you are you healing? in? <laughs> How are you having exposure to? Yeah. And again, everybody heals and and does things copes differently, but I think there's something. Like you literally just had a meltdown about and you still still you re- being exposed to the the, the yeah. public's oh, no, you opinion of what off. of what you're I doing. I mean, just like a rehab in general. Like rehab is not in the middle of downtown LA. They go to Malibu. They go to distant yeah. locations. But when where you announce it, the world. when you when sometimes when people announce things like that, it invites the opinions of others, and which, then it becomes this this yeah. battle and, and defensiveness of. And I just, I just, but I mean, uh, but Kid Cudi, I will, he has a platform. I think Lady Gaga just recently addressed something with her mental illness recently as well. Yes, saying um, that she, she, yes, but these are, I mean, those are celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and and whether they announce it or not, sometimes promises go on the way there when they checked in, it's going to get leaked. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different thing. But like I'm what saying, with Bobby. but I'm saying, right, I'm saying when, when you. It's just, to me, I think we have to be careful. Like, yes, I think millennials mm-hmm. are changing the narrative and they're taking those mm-hmm. steps and insurance policies are, are covering but they're that. Also, they're also changing, they're also uh, challenging the old stigma. They are challenging the old remedies. Right. For, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, even like in like New Age churches, like New Age churches are kind of go less from, you know, hymnals and Bibles. It's mm-hmm. becoming more of like a spiritual experience. I'm not a big fan of New versus, Age churches. But a lot of people are. A lot of millennials are. All that are. kumbaya music, I don't like. I like good old, I was raised on some good old gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like gospel music. Sister I don't want to hear. Father, you know, like with the with the trap beat. I don't like the I don't like the, you know like the Mary Mary type gospel in the church, and I don't like the the Glee type gospel yeah. in the church. Yeah. I can listen to it in in my own personal, but if I'm there, the the music makes up so much of the experience. And if you guys pull out that damned guitar and get to campfire, like yeah, I, it, I, it don't I, resonate with that, me. That doesn't. It don't resonate. But look at how many people doesn't. go to one church. Yeah. That's a different conversation. That, and that's that's what I was gonna get the to. Motive, the the, the motive, motives behind people in well, church. Well, only second service. You, I don't care what service I've been to. The, I was like, it's just, it's not for me. 
it's not for me. I'll just leave it at well, that. Well, for millennials, the general umbrella of millennials, yes. that's where but the they, LA I, I do see what you're going. saying, Jace, because they mm-hmm. are getting away from, from that. But, you know, rest in peace, uh, Robert Godwin Sr., such a horrible, horrible story. And I don't, I don't know if the names have been released from the people in Fresno, but as a girl, as a single girl about the city who does walk, it, 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 it upset me. I cried myself to sleep Easter night because it upset me to imagine to be in his shoes. Hmm. It's something about, like I said, being in the sunset of your life, yeah. minding and your business, you and that's the way you get taken out yeah. over some mess. Yeah. And then to bring joy into it. Like to bring the ex-girlfriend into it for him to say, say Joy Lane, uh, Joy Lane. Well, this is why I'm doing this to you. Mm. Like what? Like if that not seen the video, you, and you you shouldn't. Yeah, you should. The video is so graphic. It is. It's. It literally felt like my. And I'm not being over dramatic. Yeah. It felt like my heart was ripped from my chest. That man looked just minding his business. And literally, to see his children. I saw that that interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his, I don't know if that was his daughter. Um, there was, was a few people. I know there's and a, he, he that, was a great know, grandfather, I, so he had grandchildren. Yeah, right, great, right. She was saying, my heart and they said that they forgive like, him. They said they forgive him. Yeah. Okay, we well that's a whole that. other conversation we, we because about that conversation. And I, nope, nope, nope. Because Ooh, I feel like often black huh? people are rushed to put your trauma aside mm-hmm. and forgive because mm-hmm. that's what the good books absolutely. And it's like no, the trauma needs to be addressed, and I'm still pissed. Right. And I have the right to, like, I just, I hate, I literally hate, I mean, do what works for you and your family, but I hate when I see those headlines after something, because it just, it to me, it almost goes into the whole shuck and jive routine. Absolutely. Not that they mean and that. And that's what I said. I said Your that father hasn't even been dead for 24 hours, and y'all are on the news saying, exactly. but we forgive. Right. Like, that, And ugh, a part of that, I think, nauseous. comes from, from a, a positioning point of whether that's the lawyer or, you know, I mean, some, it probably was it's still a media, you know, news. Right. <laughs> news. So I'm like, a family needs time to grieve. And that sort of public, who, who are you forgiving for? Are you forgiving themselves? That's the question I'm asking. But that's what I'm saying. Black <laughs> I don't, people, I don't necessarily believe black people are literally rushed, rushed, whether it is in, in that that's person, the natural well, Right. trajectory of how it's, 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 it's not natural but it's you can't natural. necessarily say that that's exactly what happened with this family As, all I'm doing is raising a question mm-hmm. and wondering why why is that the first thing that you want to do well that's definitely Bible. It's the bible but a- again that Jace, why <laughs> if someone why can't we talk about gun reform why can't we talk about black know, mental absolutely. health absolutely why is can't we talk about that you how civilians don't need assault ra- rifles why forgiving can't, i'm not attacking I'm we're not we're critiquing a question you, i'm saying in general no one attacked i didn't see anyone attack them for forgiving them but i know that personally i am not attacking them i'm raising a question because it pisses me off if someone were to gun down one of my aunts or uncles in cold blood you're not getting my mother or my father you are not getting me on the news less than 24 hours later saying that I forgive you and I see this rhetoric being pushed even with uh, the, the, the people that the police were taking out the countless numbers of black bodies that the police have taken out mm-hmm. sometimes in certain instances you see this rush to forgive and it just pisses me off because I feel like it's being jammed down our throats historically, historically. this is how we've been conditioned mm-hmm. ignore your trauma push it to the back and forgive because that's what white Jesus says especially to do especially seeing as how it, with, with, at, during slavery 
this church was our salvation. It was the only place that we could go. Yes. So, so basically, that was everything... a conditioning, though, too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Us learning Christian beliefs was a, a pure conditioning, too. Exactly. They justified slavery, but we forgave. Exactly. Like, and so that's just. My, I just and I'm not wanna... saying anything's wrong with forgiveness. I'm just saying, in particular, I want you all to hear what I'm saying. It is the rush. Black people are rushed to forgive. That is all I am saying. And I without wanna, addressing I just their ask trauma. Why? That, but that, that did rub, rub me the wrong way. The church. Well, and yeah, I have issues, my own issues that won't be on this podcast with the church. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Trust me, I'm PK. So like I said, rest in peace to him. And we need to do, uh, I feel like we all have a responsibility to keep the conversation going um, as far as black mental health is concerned. Absolutely. With With black women, but, but in particular with black men. Um, because black men are just... I mean, black men have a whole... It's a, a whole of... smorgasbord. I even <laughs> I even um, mentioned, you know, as far as toxic masculinity goes, black men are literally conditioned to think a lot of the times that showing any form of emotion is a quote-unquote female trait. And so it's right, just, it's, it could be a lot pent Don't up cry. where you feel like you can't cry mm-hmm. or you can't talk to anyone because you're weak or, or you're, seek you outside lack help substance. And then we have instances like mm-hmm. this where people blow a gasket and an innocent man loses his that life. That was on Being Mary Jane. Remember um, season three where, um, who was the attorney that she, with the pretty eyes? Where the guy blew his brains out in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And because and, was and under- there was also Lisa, her best friend, her childhood best friend, who oh, yeah, yeah, took yeah, who the pills suicide. and committed mm-hmm. suicide. So, like I said, this conversation just has to keep going. And black folks, we cannot ignore our trauma. And the altar is nice, and the call to worship is nice, and the prayer is nice. But that goes hand in but hand with seeking professional help. You have to seek professional help, y'all. People, a lot, a lot of people do that with um, HIV too. Like I must have been prayed away. Like no, 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 like. Take your pills. That's a total brainwashing. Mm-hmm. That is a total brainwashing. Pray away a disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a virus. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to pray away a disease because, you know, God. No. I would just hit him with keep saying it. I don't have the emotional capacity to argue with you about that, so keep but saying it. But that's with it. everything, too. Even my, my mother's an OBGYN, and, like, she's just like, well, people, patients will come in and be like, I tried, I tried, I tried. Like, no, 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 like. I'm a physician, like I'm trained to like help you. So come to the This doctor. isn't one of those mind over matter type situations. Right, right. Sis. So yeah, people they have issues and you know, mental health is just as important as physical health. And the church needs to shed more light on mental health. I agree. The church does need to shed more light on mental health and our if so many people gonna subscribe to the church, our the church has a responsibility. Our elected officials have a responsibility as well because a lot of times what I get a little frustrated with about is that things things like like how black people treat uh, uh, the LGBT community or how black people react to uh, mental health. Well, in terms of that, a lack of access will make you not go to something too. Mm-hmm. And we talked that about this. True. We that talked about true. this before. If that's not covered mm-hmm. in your insurance plan or you Hello. don't have any. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> because your president's main goal is to repeal mm-hmm. any sort of, of advancement in that. Thing. If, if you don't coupled have access, with, how can you go? Coupled with Trump's America, that's another, like, I feel like I can't go outside in certain regards. I'm feeling like uh, your other co-host with her irrational fear of death. <laughs> it's like, 
Sorry, step in. It's oh yeah, sorry. I don't know if y'all just heard that, but it's like <laughs> living in Trump's America, and you got random people just walking up and pulling triggers. It's like my anxiety it's is times. through it's the scary roof. Times. I went to the grocery store on Monday, so that happened Sunday. I was at the grocery store on Monday, and I literally felt like I was gonna have a breakdown. I felt like everyone was looking at me, <sighs> but I didn't know if the people looking at me were gonna pull a Steve Stevens on me. Yeah, damn. And he, of course, ended up being caught, but he was on the run for about. I want to say two days, almost he two days. He killed himself. He killed himself, and mm-hmm. he got caught up because of McDonald's. McDonald's, which right. I thought was so insane. McDonald's like, held his fries for a little. Yeah. Oh yes, that held was the fry, so the smart. Small fry. And he said, "I can't wait for the fries," but mm-hmm. they, the police uh, caught up with him. Power and, of social media. Right. Yeah. His face wouldn't have been. People Your aren't watching TV traditionally. Oh no, no, people don't have time. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but on Twitter. <laughs> Right. All right. <laughs> well, Kendra, you got some, you got some meat for us. Since we got I sesame do. Seed I do. So last week, um, on the the uh, I would the one of the longest running reality shows, um, around, uh, Survivor. I'm a Survivor. It was it was in it was in the news, um, on every news outlet that night and the next day, because, um, so during season thirty four, uh, they were doing the thirty four. Season thirty four of Survivor. Yeah. Survivor is one of the Survivor Big Brother in the real world are the some of the oldest yep. reality shows. But they this must be quarterly then. It's not yearly. It's, yeah, it's, it's quarterly. Like Dancing with the Stars, it's yeah. like on season fifty. Yeah, like twice a year. That's an exaggeration, but they're. Like, <laughs> um, so contestant Jeff Varner outed his tribe mate Zeke Smith as a transgender uh, man, mm-hmm. and. It got a it got a lot of outrage, um, and he got a lot of pushback immediately within the tribe. Yes, um, white woman was going off. She was how hot, dare you? And people were crying. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Probst, the host, um, was pushing back, uh, and I, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the reaction because mm-hmm. I felt like people were very responsible and and mm-hmm. good allies. In that moment, absolutely. Um, did you guys watch the video? I watched a little clip of it, but not the whole thing. Okay. Did you see it, Char? I saw it. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole episode, yeah. but I saw yeah. that instance. And mm-hmm. he was uh, Zeke was on the talk the next day, so I made sure to watch that interview because you know CBS Julie Chen. Um, I love and Julie so Chen. it was me too. She's good. I, um, I like Julie Chen. You don't like Julie Chen? <laughs> I do not. Why not? Now I'm a Big Brother fan. Who is she married so to again? The, the president, the president and yes. CEO yes, of yes, CBS. Yes. That's CBS. Hashtag Julie Chen. But um, uh, I like her. But what I will say is that that video was extremely uncomfortable. Um, I was actually having a conversation with one of my trans girlfriends yesterday, and we were talking about how when we both first started transitioning, we didn't know each other, but how we kind of went into this, like, I'm living in stealth mode. And stealth is when mm-hmm. no one knows your tea, which was very, very, very popular in the 90s and above because there was no represent, there was no trans representation. Uh-huh. There was no uh, talking point, no example that you could use. But now it almost pays to be authentically yourself and live visibly. Um, but I mean, yeah, but I'm saying in every aspect, I can freely communicate with my friend. Like no one can hold against me like, oh, you want to apply for this? You sure you want to apply for this job? I'm going to anonymously tweet them and tell them that you're really trying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I do a good job of, of, of outing all my airing my mess. So no one can ever hold anything over Mm -hmm. my head. But Mm. what I will say is watching that, whether Zeke was out or living in stealth, um, that it it just made me so 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 uncomfortable, and I feel like it spoke to how a lot of cisgender 
heterosexual people in particular feel this sense of ownership or superiority or superiority yeah. to LGBT people because you don't I don't I don't understand the guy who outed Zeke I don't understand his rationale he, and then for him to say hold on for him to to frame it and say there's a lot of deception going that is, like that is right. the I was ready to pull that my hair out because Zeke wasn't deceiving anyone if you look at things and this is why words mean things and your platform means things and all of these things because when you think about things like Dave Chappelle's right skit, I was just about to bring that up and you know, a bunch of niggas right and him <laughs> talking about you know uh, you go in the club let's chop our dicks to, to off tra- and go to the club and tra- tra- to trick uh, tra- 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 let's go trick right. and fuck some niggas that's what Essentially, it's, what Dave it's said. based in deception. Mm-hmm. So yes. basically, and that fuels living, the murders, right? <laughs> Hello, right. Um, it's a domino so effect. Li- so, so yes, accusing someone of being deceptive because they're they're not openly because they're not wearing it on a t shirt, right? Is, With a rainbow flag. Yeah. So I'm glad Jeff Jeff Probst pushed him on that. Like, no, that's exactly what because he was trying to deny. Like, no, I don't have a problem with being transgender. Like. Well, why did you connect the two dots? And why did you lead in with this whole deception, deception. angle? Mm-hmm. If, if that's not because Zeke you were is just existing, Zeke is Zeke a man. Right. He's is here. He's a contestant, <laughs> and he is a man. He is a man, and he is living so as a man and playing the game as right. a man. But I thought it was interesting how Zeke said because I feel like I battle with this because he was like, I just wanted to be known as Zeke the contestant. I didn't want to be known yes. as Zeke the so, trans man, right? And right. I feel like I battle with the that. first transgender openly on on Survivor. Right. Right. Let's get him in for an interview. Yes, no, and I feel, and that, that's how your interviews get specifically coined to trans things. Absolutely, and so that is a tug of war that I play because, of course, I want to be known as Char, this amazing journalist and host, and da 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 da. But at this point, particular point in my career, because I am so visible and vocal, it's a part it's, of your identity. It right. is, and it, it it's, it's like guys, can we can we just talk now, about now? You know, me? as your publicist, I don't let you, I, I'm done with it. For yeah. the year, you're not doing anymore. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> no. So many times that I get, even though lately my uh, email has been, people have been abusing my email with their uh, Dat Piff and SoundCloud links. <laughs> but I, uh, I got that for a while. I wrote for a music blog for a very short period of time. And you just were inundated. And I was like, I'm, I'm not covering <laughs> but, you. But all what I'm spam. saying, what I'm saying is, I say all that to say that it would be nice if I was contacted to discuss what NeNe Leakes just said or did. But every media Uh inquiry that I get is surrounding... Being a trans woman. How do you feel about Caitlyn's comments? Or Laverne just won this award. How does that make you feel? And it's like, that's all fine and dandy, but I am literally so much more than this lived experience. Mm. I navigate the world, and I've said this on this platform before, I navigate the world. I am a black woman. I navigate the world as a black woman. I don't necessarily walk down the street and they're like, oh, look at that black trans woman. When I get in job interviews and things, like I navigate my experience is that of a trans woman, of course, but it's also largely that of a black woman. And so uh, it's just this conflation of emotion, like this tug of war that I feel when people are constantly, because that's just not my plight. I am not necessarily an activist that like that's not the right. angle that i approached right. my career right. right and i never want to be because i feel like a lot of activists don't have wiggle room to be humans to make mistakes or as to humans be, do or mm. to be humans netta was even I mean, netta even mentioned that netta even mentioned that she got her twitter mentions blew up because she tweeted some lyrics it's like no. I listen to music too. Right, right. Like you know right. what I'm saying? So you it's, gotta be it, careful with pigeonholing yourself into a direct category unless that is something that you truly wanna do, unless that's your passion. For me, 
I love speaking about trans people. I love speaking about my own experience. I love speaking about laws and, and experience. Like, I love it, but that is not the primary focus of my career. Yeah. So it, it just, And some people, uh, you, it's like, I can exploit my own story for monetary gain if that's, if oh, that's yes. what I choose to do. If the check is attached. But <laughs> that's going to be on my terms. On, right. So I'm not leading any, I have no desire to, to be the the black gay man that want that you want to, your, as your token for every topic that revolves. And that's how I feel. Yeah, I just like I you call, just like <laughs> I get these inquiries to discuss Caitlin and things like this, why don't I get inquiries to discuss 45 or to discuss Whoopi's problematic comments on the like I'm so much more yeah. than the trans experience. Right. That's all I'm saying. Like I, I can get and calls I get that too and because media I get a lot of different things. You know, I even before I was getting all my things were like, okay, black, gay, raised in the church. We want that perspective. And so I was just like, all right, cool, did it, did it, did it. But now I'm just like, all right, well, what's next? What's more? And I can't do an interview. Um, and I don't mind it. I'm not going to say uh, I'm happy that it's kind of been integrated into what people ask me as far as questions go. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't get the only specific, like, all right, well, tell me about when getting raped. Like, mm-hmm. just like, all right, well. But it's well, easy to get pigeonholed it's into easy. that. Yeah, and even so when. so many black men I that have did, been victims of um, sexual assault, they're not vocal about right, it. Right, 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 right. And I was vocal about it. And I, that's, the reason why I did that is to bring the conversation. Um, but I was even offered a really huge deal to talk about that on national TV. And I actually been one of the producers here at Reverie was just like, uh, I wouldn't do that because you don't want to necessarily be trademarked as the black guy that got raped, you know. Have the conversation. But I mean, if you're talk going, if you're it. going around talking about it on these minuscule platforms, why not cash in on national TV? Um, it wasn't necessarily a cash in situation, but like, if that's part of the conversation, by all means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't necessarily. I wanted to bring the conversation, but at the at that time, I wasn't even mentally like because I literally, the article posted the next day. I got a call from the network, and so oh, wow. I was still just. Yeah. I'm not going to say distraught, but I was definitely still working on myself and what had just happened um, and all the attention emails that was coming towards me. So I wasn't in really in that place mentally to have a conversation. Um, but then after it kind of died down, I was like, all right, cool. I could, like, I'm doing a thing next week. If you guys are in New York, um, I'm doing an event next week. Check out my Instagram and Twitter. Um, but it's a jazz um, a jazz event in New York mm-hmm. that's going to be based on raising funds to help male survivors. So those type of things, like I'm thinking, I'm ready to do that now. Like this article came out last September, and this is the first thing well, that I have done publicly geared towards that. I see both sides of the coin, honestly. I, I see where you're coming from, but I also see where they're coming from. That's why um, a lot of the times, like when I was an undergrad, they said, "Be careful. As soon as you hit enter or send or whatever, you have to be careful for. All, you have to explore all possible feedbacks. Absolutely. So as soon as you uploaded your article, and you getting tweets and messages, you gotta be." Uh, be prepared for everything that comes oh, to you, yeah. like media inquiries and everything. So oh, I see what you're talking about. Uh, I see what you're talking about. Like, oh, I wasn't ready to talk about it, but as soon as you type that pretty baby up and hit post, now you have officially agreed to talk about it with oh, the yeah. world. No, yeah. I'll definitely talk about yeah. it. But there's certain things like you, I could, I'm sure you guys have both experienced like where you go into a setting and then they kind of tell you, okay, you're here for this. Yes. Or because you're here because you're black, or you're here because you're yes. gay, or you're because you're trans. Or you know it. But they don't. Based but, right. Just or, you what, know, or you know you, it. You scan the room and, and it's like. Oh, and okay. even kind of with the interviews I was doing, like, all right, cool. So can you get? I mean, I forgot what she said exactly, but it was a thing like, can you get more sad? Or she said, I. Excuse I, me. I. I forgot what she said. Can you be less confident in your words? 
And I was just like, okay, so this Can is... Can you add an extra zero to the check? <laughs> but, I, but that's not what I did it for. Like, If I'm performing... Hello. I, if, if, if this is a performance, then, but I, wanna, I need to be fully compensated. <laughs> see, you didn't say all that. You said this was an interview, so you can't dictate but how see, I respond. at the time, I was still so much like in my feelings that like I was just like, I'm not going to be here to be used as a pawn yeah, to deliver your what story. Is. Yeah. And so that was kind of the... so. Now that that's all done, but I totally, like, I get what you say when it's like, you know, I don't want to necessarily, there's so much more to Char as a person, so much more to Kendall as a person. So much more and there was Jace so much more to Zeke right. as a person than what, right. what he wanted to be pointing But the whole outing thing, like, what? Why? It's a superiority. Outing. It's a, People oh love gosh. that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've been outed oh, before. Oh, yeah. People. Have you been uh, outed before? Uh, yes. Have you been outed before? Uh, I got I got outed. I feel and like I that's hated a common experience yeah. amongst LGBT people. I got people. outed, and I did not touch another man for two years because I was just like, y'all are messy. Like I don't have time. To I got me. outed by every every instance that I had of an outation was by a woman. Not, I well, no, 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 no. There have been some messy, messy uh, cishet mm. men. Mm. Spread the word, but well, most I mean, of the yeah. times it's been but by. That's when he goes a, back to, to what Wendy said about Tyrese last week. Oh, what did Wendy say about Tyrese? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, you know, Tyrese, Ty- BT chose to feature... For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Tyrese get, spewing his hate against women, his back women per usual. And so... Sweet lady? Um, right. Who would have known? So, uh, Tyrese the, is... The uh, sweet lady he was talking about... Fell into his respectability. Um, but Wendy <laughs> Wendy alluded joke. to him... Um, Tyrese has been a joke for years now. Oh, yeah. no. Wendy alluded to him being... Liking men. to men. And then and she so, covered it up and said, what? What's I, like I like women. I like women. We like, we like. <laughs> I love her. I love I her. I wanted to hit her through the honestly. TV. But she, it was honestly one of those moments. Wendy usually doesn't ever show any visible like emotion about topics. It was one of those moments she was fed up. It was well, like Tyrese you know, look. She, she loves the, the tits pushed together and a cleavage line. And she loves a degelage, uh, a uh, um, like a negligee and yeah. a messy wig. Like Wendy is, she falls in like she had the implants. She wears the wig. Like she falls in line to what kind of well what it, with his Instagram post. The right. BET was out of line when he was like, "Hoes, skeezers, sluts, <sighs> Jezebels, harlots, ladies, stay chastity." And but she brought up a good point as well. Like, who are these women having sex with? Like, why aren't you ever talking about men? Have you all mm-hmm. ever noticed that Tyrese never, never talks about, about men? men? Only the women. <laughs> He likes men. <laughs> she drank she that the tea. tea. Look, the bag the tea was bag. like, if you all have not seen this clip, it's all over the shade room and baller alert and entertainment yeah, for breakfast. It, it was fun. The best part was the tea bag when yeah. she put it over her because head. Because she, she was making a point. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the crowd went wild. I, I, I believe it. But and he I apologized, just, but it's like blah, 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 blah. It's just it's funny because it. even with like the bathroom bill and stuff like that, like why do people care? Why do people care? Why do people but care? But that's, it's, it's, for fucking Superiority. Patriarchy, superiority. And they feel that everything that that the other does should be their business. I'm entitled to your business. And and this is why we have who we have as president today, because every advancement Mm. of the other seems like some sort of pull away from from white patriarchy. Oh essentially. Oh yeah. And so that that's the it was uh, black progress or or any sort of minority progress. Makes white people, uh, the majority, the, feel their panties right. get in a bunch. So, because what does that mean for me? I just saw something that came which, across my Twitter that was discouraging interracial dating because they uh, said that they were talking about black super sperm and black super eggs, meaning that when you uh, make a mixed baby, who does that baby look like? 
It doesn't come out looking like you. So you're, you're actively working to eliminate our race. And I was reading this manifesto like, okay, girl. They're ridiculous. I've seen two tweets this past week about an article. I forgot who it was written by, but he basically said like, he, um, he his article in particular was definitely stemmed from like trauma from being a child and being bullied by black people. He's from the Caribbean. Um, Is he a white man saying this? No, he's this? black. He's black from the Caribbean. Bu- and, and was bullied by black and people. And was bullied by black Joined people. The, isn't that a rite of passage? Like, <laughs> And then now he <laughs> dates like white men. He dates what men? White men. Or, sorry, multiracial oh, men. And the article, because the person who posted it was like, I, this is a sick article, da, da, da. So I was like, all right, let me read this. And so the first two paragraphs, I was like, all right, cool. He's basically saying, like, you know, we're all human, we're all people. He has trauma blah, blah, from blah, dealing blah, blah, blah. From Then I started bullied. reading it furthermore, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, uh, we had good points at the beginning, but this obviously, obviously stems from something. And you know, I've talked about my family before. We're very, my aunt's a lesbian. She was with a white woman. My my family has married Filipinos to Puerto Ricans to Brazilians. Mm-hmm. Like, we are a mixed blend of people. So I didn't necessarily grow up with the, um, marry a black woman. I mean, I came up and was like, well, I'm marrying a man, so that doesn't really matter. But um, I wasn't beat over the head with that either. But a lot of people are. You know, we oh, have, like, I know. The, yeah, like the thing, like the mother's like, don't bring no white woman home. Yes. Um, I you wasn't, were. And I've subscribed to it. You subscribe to it. Absolutely. Yeah, Kendall, bring, Kendall has, gonna marry has a black no woman? secret. No, he said, Jace, keep up, baby. What he's saying is <laughs> he would, he's exclusively dating black men. He's not open to dating. Is, is that, I don't want to put words in your That's mouth. That's exactly what I'm but saying. Oh, yeah, the do rag. To a, a dating. Yes, exactly. I don't want to teach people how to. I don't want to teach people why I put a do rag on. I'm open to. We've talked about this yes. though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, my family, we weren't necessarily raised like that. My sister's dating an Asian right now, mm-hmm. so long term relationship. Asian boss. Yeah. Shout out to her. So, uh, yeah. So tisk tisk, Jeff. Um, and and I hope you're eliminated if you haven't been. Yeah. Um, because and he did some big apology, and he was using all of the uh, politically correct yeah, he was. terms, he like was. me as a cis he was man. As a, as he was yeah, groomed. he did, he did, he did. <laughs> he and was I groomed. was like, <laughs> he was groomed. Of course, those probably aren't even his own damn <laughs> words. Um, but they want to make sure was, that he's safe in these streets. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy to see again the immediate because I mean that was filmed. God knows when. I was happy to see the immediate reaction on the set rush to it from from his fellow uh, contestants yeah. and from the host because CBS. Has been problematic, and I about uh, two or three seasons ago, Big Brother had a racist contestant in the house, and really? the more Big Brother has has gone on as technology has increased, and so they've done like Big Brother After Dark. I know where the Big the, Brother House is. This the, is Studio City, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. up the street. Um, and the twenty four hour access, we're able to see things that you guys didn't package together for the hour mm. show per week, and so there we were seeing this man actively be an awful racist person, mm. and big and and CBS really didn't know how to how to deal like they the, what what type of so they started putting a um, disclaimer at the, at the top of the broadcast like. We don't subscribe to any of these. <laughs> so, like but it's already did. filmed. So, BT said that they, uh, their reviews are it. reflective of Tyrese. Those are Tyrese's views. They deleted that video though mm-hmm. within hours yeah. of the post because it was like it's on your platform. He mm-hmm. he didn't put the video up on Instagram. You did. Y'all called him. <laughs> right. So yeah, and just advice to people who are out there, like whether gay, straight, trans, black, white, Puerto Rican, um, let people come out on their own time. That is a it's huge. Really, that's not your right. It's not, it's not your right. You don't right. have to dictate when people right. come out. So let people kind of address things the way they want to address them. 
And on top of that, people who are coming out, just know it's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. You Everything don't get that to you need that. is already in you. So, I don't know. But anyway, rolling into the, the last topic of today. So, shout out to the Love Jays. They are active listeners. Um, they are a podcast that just got picked up by, I always say this incorrectly, Blevity? Blavity? Blavity. Blavity. Mm-hmm. Which is and uh, Lena Lena with the D is working with them. She posted something. Lena with the D. She's an uh, an actress. She's been on uh, Master of None and a okay. few things. Okay. Hmm. I believe she's a lesbian. Cool. So their first episode. So I actually know them personally. Um, is uh, Justin and Joy. They actually were at Chapman University back in the day when I was at Fullerton, Orange County. And their first topic was celibacy before marriage. So knowing them personally, they were sexually active, and they talked about this on their actual show. They were sexually active, um, and then they broke up right after college. Um, so they were together in college. They were together and sexually in college, active, and sexually then they active, broke and up. broke up. When they got back together, they said that you know God spoke to them and said that they're going to be celibate. So they were literally celibate for. Four more years. What in the Megan Good, Devon Franklin is going on? (laughs) Look, I Mm. was like, are y'all lying? Because they're both cute. They're both very attractive people. Um, And I was just like, and and on top of that, they live together. So I'm like, y'all sleeping in the same bed and not like fondling nobody's genitalia? That's not sex. That's not sex. I know. Fondling, no. I mean, depends on what you're you're fondling with. Um, But (laughs) I'm just saying. So, the, anyways, they stopped, and they didn't have sex until they got married, and they went to the wedding last year. It was beautiful. Um, so, the question I propose to you guys today is, um, if your significant other, because with them it was mutual. They both said, we are not going to have sex. But if your significant other of four years said that they wanted to be celibate for whatever reason, because there was another story, too. I was got, getting hit on by a man, um, about a month ago, I don't know if I told you guys the story, but his ex-boyfriend um, did porn, and after I want to say nine years of the relationship, he had this personal epiphany. It's like I'm not gonna have sex anymore, and he's like, "You're the gonna, you're gonna leave me, right?" Or the other person, the porn star. Okay. And so he basically told, and he's like, "So you're gonna leave me, right?" And he's like, "No, I still love you, but I'm still gonna get my rocks off." So if your significant other. Okay. Came up to you after four years, nine years, two years. Okay. And y'all are just knocking boots. That's good. Three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what? God told me, or I don't feel comfortable having sex anymore. Now, now would you stay now, or go? Now it matters. Stay or go. <laughs> Shout Monica out to came through. Neo wrote the hell out of that song. What okay? you going to do? <laughs> stay yes. Um, for me, honestly, if we are going to be completely honest, if I am with someone and we are sexually active and they came to me and told me that God spoke to them and they want to be celibate, I'm going to say, no, your physician spoke to you and you have some sort of STD and you know better <laughs> than to bring those fleas to my bed. To my bed. I wouldn't believe it. No, no. The whole, I wouldn't you wouldn't believe them? No. If, I'm, if we're having sex, like you painted the picture two, uh-huh. three times a week and we've been together for a few years and you come to me and say, God told you to be celibate, no, I'm gonna call bullshit. Now, mm. now I'm not. I'm, gonna call bullshit. I'm not going to to question. Don't question God. Yes. <laughs> what? Who? Who has divine intervention and and when they have those sort of epiphanies? True. But there's something flighty about that, and I don't really do well with flighty people. 
So mm-hmm. I w- if, if they led with God told me, I'm probably out. That's a good choice of wording. If they lead with that, yeah. <laughs> now, but if we build up to now, that, if there is what this, if something happens? Now, if there is this this light, because and, and that's what I also was gonna say. You, if I'm in a relationship, there are certain expectations of transparency that I'm not. You, you won't you won't be flighty to me because I'm gonna know you're actively trying to make some sort of change in your life. You're going to church. Yes, you're there's see, a build I'm up. seeing there's these things. You're not up. coming out the woodwork when I get home one day. <laughs> And by the say, way, baby. Uh, by the way, I think God. God I, I had a dream mm-hmm. last night. God said, "So I don't think my we, gut told me after we had sex." Like, please get on my like, get away from me with this, Paulo. Um, <laughs> so no, yeah, I, I totally I, I, so agree with sex that. Sex is not sex is not the cornerstone of uh-huh. any relationship for me. Honestly, it's not. So it's not a deal breaker. It's not. <laughs> it is not. It's not. <laughs> oh. I learn something new about you every day. It's not. So I was Y'all not. heard that, right? I need I need I need the what listeners to get Episode into. 44. This is on record. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. Keep saying it. It's not. Do you know something that I don't? <laughs> it's not. A few things. Um you don't know anything that I don't know about my sexual history. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, it wouldn't be a problem for me. It wouldn't it, be a It would not be a deal breaker if, if there was a, a lead up. If there was a lead if it made okay. sense. Okay, so how about this? Would you just stop having sex or would you and if they gave you permission to go have sex with somebody else, would you take that no, deal? No, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I'm not, So you so we, no not, sex a, until y'all break up. But listen, but I, listen, <laughs> I've been in relationships where there's not even been you know, se- no sex fellatio. is not the no fondling, no fellatio. I can fondle my if there if I'm in love and I'm in a relationship and I know if there is a reason if there's a a, a timeline if you're trying to achieve something I I'm right. You want to focus on right. your on the bar, right. then you know right. like like mm-hmm. right, right. whatever we can talk about it. It's mm-hmm. not a deal breaker. Sex is not a deal breaker okay. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so my okay. thing is okay. to answer Go your start. question. Wait, what were your two questions you just posed to? Uh, the question was. Oh no, I wouldn't step out. You wouldn't step out. You say if, if my if my man was like Shar, you got permission. I know you got needs. You got permission to no. Because I'm I'm also big on monogamy too. If we if we aren't being monogamous, I don't see the point. Honestly, that's why I don't have time today to be playing around with the, these men's, mm-hmm. as Nene would say. Um, but I, I I just don't know about. The, I don't know. You can't condition because it's like I don't want to sound like oh it's all about me, but you can't condition me to sex multiple times a week and then come out the wazoo talking about. Oh, it's cut off cold turkey. That that would it. not work for me. Mm-hmm. That would not work for me. So you would leave. Um, I don't know if it's that cut or dry. Just to piggyback off of Kendall, because mm-hmm. I do. So sex is a cornerstone of your relationship. Um, if I'm condi- if we're having sex two, three times a week, then it 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 yeah it is. See, I've never <laughs> been is. in that relationship. Me I've either. Ne- I've um, never been in <laughs> me either. I've never been in that relationship. That's why I'm. I've gen- been in I'm that being, situationship. I've been very I've genuine been in that where where. Traditional, like, what is that called? Penetration? (laughs) You pulled the Phaedra? Kendall just pulled the Phaedra. (laughs) They fucking. No, 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 no. That was not a Phaedra. That was a whole fist. (laughs) They they fucking. That was a whole fist. But yeah, I've never been. Who said that? Who said that? I've never been in that, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't. 
make her, you, you know, like it wouldn't shift me. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I know Felatio, me. You, no. you can't condition me. There has to be some sort of intimacy. That's all I'm saying. And I just watched this uh, piggybacking, <clears throat> you know, stringing back to my Grey's Anatomy binge. Um, I can't remember the two lesbian doctors' names, but they were going through uh, relationship counseling and they had to do 30 days without sex. And it was very, they lived together. They had been having sex on the regular, on the shower, in the break room. 30 days. Um, and they went through. Are they off? They're lesbians. Oh. I mean, finger, I them, sorry, finger themselves or whatever. They well, want. I wouldn't. Shonda doesn't really explore that in her writing. Like, you don't really get that whole, like, like lighten up the. This isn't Netflix or HBO. This is ABC primetime. Mm-hmm. So they don't really explore that. But uh, it was interesting watching them. They almost broke one time, like, because they were used to that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I would understand if Bay was like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to have sex because I want to write, you know, this good album or I want to make sure that I'm on top of my game for the next uh, sporting event. I've heard that. Or boxing. I, I would understand mm-hmm. that. As long as sex comes back, I think that's the, the component missing from the example. If you're, are, if you're being celibate for mm-hmm. a period of time, Yes. Exactly. But indefinite, about, get out of indefinite. indefinite get out I have of my to face. leave. Oh, you, so you would leave. And if we're if you if Just we're being celibate, and, yes, that's the question. Yes. Indefinitely. Yes. See, that goes back to my point yes. of being. I'm out. Flighty, because how, I'm out. Unless you're trying, because you got some fleas that you you ain't being honest. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 something in your character to me that's missing. Like I, I don't like flighty people. So you can't just come in a relationship doing one thing and then expect me. Me to switch to just adapt, you, just because. But you, what if they don't expect you? They give you the option, like, all right, this is what I chose to do personally on a personal level. Well, if, you if you're giving me the option and ultimatum, right. you're expect if, <laughs> if if I stay, then I have to. Switch. I have to be chast, <laughs> and I'm so, not doing that. So no. If, but if you are if you are proposing celibacy for a period of time, like how your friends did, Talk, so they got married, right. or if it's it. like some type of event or something, and sex, you know, does it. I will respect that, but if you're talking about Shar, uh, I ain't having sex uh, forever. Like I know we've been having sex three, four mm-hmm. times a week, but until the world blow up, I like I'm not, I'm <laughs> out. I'm definitely out. There's no I wouldn't don't want to say. I think no I'm out too, to, to be stay. honest. Unless, I mean that's that's I'm out because this is like you know you unless I'm in an Anna Nicole Smith situation. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Okay. Well, how about this question? How about erectile dysfunction? You're in the sunset you know, they got of your into life, a car and I'm well taken care of. And the nerves in the dick don't work no more. They got into a, a car accident. Oh, that's hard. That's really Grey's Anatomy of you. Right. So, Kendall, what do you say about would that? Would you stay or would you go? Say it again. He said so, like a paralysis, like car yeah. accident. The nerves in the dick don't work no more. Ooh. Can you walk? Yeah, you can walk. There's things that can we get can around. Talk. We can. Get we can talk. That. Now I'm. If you can walk, I'm, you can get around uh, some some I'm, penis paralysis. If you can, because can that, you paint this picture for me? Because what does walking have to do with the heart? The, because because this is this is why. Because <laughs> I'm at this point in my life, at 24, mm-hmm. I'm a shallow individual, and I'm I'm fine admitting that. Your first story. So <laughs> so it's my birthday. <laughs> so not selfish, shallow. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be quiet. So it is my birthday. So. <laughs> Please let me let me Sorry, go on. live. No, but but I, so so paralysis. Paralysis because now you're in the role of a caregiver. Yeah, like yeah, out, I'm not ready. Not, I can't say right now that I'm I'm ready. I know for that. I'm not ready for it. So so I, that's why I asked. If it's just the penis, it's we just, can talk. It's just the penis. If you if if, if but if, now we have to. I have to trade in my car for one of those big vans. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
I'm not making light of this. And we have to get the shower redone with a detachable shower I head. Have to go. And I'm helping I'm I lifting you up and putting you on that bench in the shower and I you know, I don't Aww. I don't No, I would, and, it, no, it I think of, I would stay. I think of people I think 29-year-old Char. Yeah. Now, now, if we're still doing Kiss and Tell when I'm 49-year-old We'll talk. Char, Let's we talk. talk. We can talk. 29-year-old <laughs> Char, I hear you. who's a lady about the city, a single girl. Well, I wouldn't be single if that if that were my man, but I'm a lady about the city. I I, I do things. I'm now, out here. Now, if you want to talk, talk about if I, would, if I would take out an extra loan to help for your caregiving... <laughs> <laughs> I would I I would likely explore that option, but to say that I'm going to be committed to my partner who comes down Come on, with Wendy. a with a serious illness or some paralysis at this point in my life, I'm not there. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, we know your ass with stay Jays. I, I don't no, believe it, that. No, I don't believe you, that. What? No. I don't no, believe that. I don't either. I, I just said that to bait him. I would he, stay. He would try to paint that picture right here. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for the cameras. I, yeah, as the if innocent. I, one. If that is my husband, if we were together for two years, if it's if I know that that's the man for me, and well, I would hope that would be the man for you if that's your husband. I'm just saying, if if we if they weren't my husband, let's just say we don't believe in marriage and we're together and we're living our lives, and that's the man for me, and they got into a car accident or fell off a mountain or whatever the case may be, and they cannot walk anymore. I'd trade in my coop. All right. Well, speaking to that also, just really quickly, not to go on a tangent, but I saw an interesting conversation on Twitter going um, on amongst cishet black women um, who are married and are in very, they're very successful. Their man is very successful. And how... You Lala? No. Oh, okay. I would have said Lala. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it was a build-up. But what they were saying is that they married, uh, how marriage is such a business decision, and you're a fool if you get married based off of love alone. I did see that tweet. I can't say that I disagree. I I absolutely do not disagree. Love is fleeting. Love is not enough. It's not. For any relationship. We talked about this on like one of the first episodes. Besides family, mm-hmm. love is not enough. Hell no. Friendships. But these women got, of course, the hotel, the ashes jumped out and was like, look at these hoes. This is what they have. They have. But these women are successful in their own right, and so are their husbands. But they, they were basically putting putting the younger girls on the game. Like, if you are you walking down. You a document. Right. It is a legally binding document. And if you are walking down the aisle based on love alone, mm-hmm. you are setting yourself up. Mm-hmm. It is a business decision <clears throat> what your man credit score look like can y'all will y'all be able to live comfortably what does yours look like like our student loans like literally it's emerging it's uh, alluring because it's emerging of two incomes mm-hmm. like they really broke, broke all of this down it was interesting to read it's funny i was actually listening to the first episode of kiss and tour radio the other day and started laughing because of the two master oh, bedrooms oh yeah i still stand by what i what i say that is that. ridiculous I still stand That's by what ridiculous. I say with that. Two, so Absolutely. the first episode of Kiss and Tour video, we were talking about Monop. I forgot what topic it was, but Char. No, there were um, hou- you said that there were houses being built now that have two master bedrooms, two be- master bedroom suites, and I said that that would be Char's ideal being for irrational. me. That's not a. Ra- I mean, I. But live, you know what? I, I have live in friends. a house with one master suite, but I'm saying if we found one for two, ma- that would be ideal for me because I do not like the idea of someone all up under me twenty four seven. You and know what I'm I would do? I irritated. would build like a separate like house in the back, like, like kind of like a pool house. Well, I could do a mom function. cave. I could do a one yeah. master bed, and mm-hmm. then like a like my own space with a day bed, just in case right, one night bed. I don't mm-hmm. want. I to. like the idea of having like 
my the the one master bedroom and then have I don't anticipate anybody being in the guest room often and just having the guest room as another no, no company a, <laughs> we no, can't I come said, over I said no I'm a guest <laughs> room girl <laughs> an annoying guest listen, room girl now, now, <laughs> no invite now listen if you're coming over just for the day there's no reason for you to be in my guest room true so I'm saying if I don't have any any long term guests. I'll just go into I would the, have a guest I'm room for a week, and, a, and a shower room. <laughs> just to stay. I need a shower room. I will put a picture on, my, on your that, wall. And see, that's the shit. None of that. My guest room will be very, like, untelling. Like, anybody can mm. come in. It, it doesn't need to be but so, yeah, my that, mother's just, room I, or anything. I, I, I know me. I am a very... I think I would have a room for my mom. That's Mm-mm. just our relationship. Mm-mm. Like, you don't no. go down to that room down there. That's that's Mama Jocelyn's room. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Uh, no. No. You oh, go yeah. to the guest to let you know. This ain't a stay. This ain't a long term stay. My man just gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be very uh, like uh, Michelle Levon Robinson Obama's mama. Yeah, no, 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 no. But uh, no, so that's that's just my thing. I think I've grown since that first episode. And what I have to say now is, as long as I have my own space, because I know me, I do not like being bothered after work. I don't like being like it's it's just I, it's just char. It's just char, and it's a it's something very triggering to me. With the idea of coming in after work and anticipating taking my bra off and sitting down and relaxing and you already there. I know how irritating. In I, my I, space. I say, I say, in our space. I that say that you you're being irrational, your off. but I <laughs> know I know how. <laughs> Yo, man. I know how moody. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Right, new base. Like, mm, oh my new God. base. <laughs> how, I, I, like know how, I know how moody I am. So I, I, I hear you. I hear you. When I you walk, are extremely. You turn into a petulant diva Ooh. when you are. And no, he does. And, I do. And I it's do. Something, and it's something that at this point in my life I lead with. Early on in in the talking phase, I'm like, look. If I don't get food at a certain point, there's little I can oh, do. Oh, there's hunger, little. Absolutely. There's little Kendall I has can. Snapped at me. I'm like, bitch. I I ain't shit. I left the people leg, at the mall one time because they wanted to shop, and I was like, I gotta go. I literally left. Why not go at to the, the food court? Because I don't want food court food. Oh. I don't mind food court food. Well, that uh, that wraps it up. I was going to yeah. say that about wraps it up. <laughs> yeah, a, a nice little shout out. The shout to the out. Oh, the shout to the out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to shout out TT, one half of the Freaky Boys. Come on, TT. Um, I know that they just had a performance down in San Diego. I heard things went well, so congratulations. TT shouted me out on Twitter last week, mm-hmm. saying that again he appreciates my addition to the team. So thank oh, you. Oh, give for, me a break. Thank you for appreciating <laughs> like me here. as I appreciate you. And what's funny is that at um, the the Mason's brunch, which I didn't get to talk about because I was absent that week mm-hmm. from Kiss and Tell. Um, TT shared with me how he didn't he didn't. Like like me when I first he, so TT's at Char's ex roommate mm-hmm. and um, as Char forged our friendship and our, our our tightness over the past year and a half, uh, I understand that TT did not like me. Uh, so I'm glad that now like you didn't like Char, hmm? kind of like you didn't like Char. Kendall didn't like me either. I know. Yeah, but it was yeah I guess similarly because he didn't know me. So right. there was, it was but for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so but I it, sorry it wasn't that I didn't like you. It was just that I, you said it, that you did not like. It was just that I didn't know if you were my type of person. Like, I have people that it's just like, I mean, I don't have a problem, but I don't know if we're going to be good. Char um, didn't like me last year either. I heard. It was just, it was just for the last four at the months. Brunch. At the Goodness. brunch. Four months? Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah. a smooth, like, 120 days. Yeah. I was... 
yeah, over it. We can talk about it next week. But um, yeah. So shout Ooh. out to TT, and um, we're looking forward to the Freaky Boys new album. Please yeah. give us a date. I think it's sometime this summer. Okay, no, it's good. I got background vocals on there, so I'm ready to collect my royalties. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, <laughs> they're they're gonna roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, thanks, thanks you guys for listening. Um, Thank you. And, and tweet us some thoughts. And we'll see you next Friday. Hashtag KAT Radio. Yes, do the damn hashtag. You see we got international um, listeners, by the way? London gave us a shout out last Did week. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh. And Ohio. You know, there was a comedian that I met from London. She said, I have a huge following in South London, so if I ever go across Ooh. the pond, I may do a stand-up show over there or something. Yes. Well, they're having it. Collect we'll, some we'll pounds. Okay. But they have a, they're having a podcast show out there that I'm... Think, on. Okay. Okay. I'm working on. I need All to right. get my passport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start booking now. Bye y'all. Bye, Bye you. Guys.